everybody. Thanks for listening to the AmCast. My name is Chris, and this is... Erica. And we're talking about ministry things specifically to young adults. If you need more information, go to parkhillschurch.com or... You can find us on the App Store, any of them, at Park Hills Church. So we wanted to take just a little bit of time every once in a while to not take an entire podcast to, to delve into something. But when we have just a small nugget that we would like to, to delve into just a little bit, you know, just quick, quick just little, little, just a little bit, you know. So our goal is that we want to do really just a 10 to 15 minute spot that talks about things that are important, maybe maybe something that we would we would do on the yam spot, but we want to extend it out and make it its own episode. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, it's um and it might not technically fit with the judge's theme technically. So this would be a time where we would kind of take a almost like a little break from judges to to talk about something that is equally as important but might not quite fit in, but we is important enough that we need to do it. Yeah, so we won't do uh, our normal segments. This would just be us riffing on on a concept. Yeah, just chatting. And we may use none of what we just recorded, but we're just throwing it out there mm-hmm. so people have access to it. All right, so this week we're going to talk a little bit about the idea of perspective. And I think really what we're discussing is the idea of worldview and the lens with which we ultimately perceive reality. Yeah, uh, the first time I ever heard about worldview was when I was in college, had to take a class on it, and they talked about it in a ton of different classes. Never really knew what it was or what that meant, but ultimately we all have one, and it's really important to know the worldview that you already have and how that either is the same with the Christian worldview and how that maybe needs to be tweaked a little bit. And even that concept, I think there's some elements of the Christian worldview that some of us may or may not realize the vast majority of Christians don't hold to. Mm-hmm. So there's things that, you know, I talk to people a lot about various ministry questions uh, it could be as simple as, you know, what's my view on how the world is going to end or what is my view on creation? We assume a lot based on what someone told us, and we do very little of the actual pursuit of knowledge ourselves. Oh, for sure. For sure. In America, we have Bibles at our fingertips, but how many people actually end up diving into it to see what it says? I would say... That is a very small number. Even people that would profess to be a Christian, I think that's a very small number. Yeah, so I think one of the, I don't want to say issues, I don't want to be like a culture police. You know, if you knew me face to face, you'd know that I'm not a huge judge of a lot of things. I I more just love people and want to spend time with them. But in the midst of that, one of the things that I think about a lot is our culture is inundated with information but doesn't know how to perceive what's true and what's not true within that same information. And secondarily, our culture 
is moving so fast that we have no desire to just stop and think about what we're thinking or what we're ultimately trying to achieve. And so what we do is we just run, 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 and we absorb information, and then we just kind of spew it out on our friends. So I've had lunches with friends who are saying, did you see this on the internet? I found this thing, and I totally, you know, they found a, a giant skeleton in Jerusalem. It's like, well, that's a fake article on a fake news site. They know that they're satirical. They're making satire for you. They're trying to lead you astray. We call it clickbait. But you're convinced it's true because you want it to be true, but you never did any of the research to find out whether it was legit or not. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so true. We just scroll, 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 click because we like something. And we never actually, yeah, we don't do any of the research to find out if it's true. Even if we want to repost, we don't actually find out if it's true or not. It's almost like we repost it. Then somebody might say something and they're like, oh, it's not actually real. And then you're like, oh, take it down, take it down, take it down. Um, I mean, I yeah, there's lots of things that have come out and they're like, they didn't even know the whole story. And then it's everywhere. And now it doesn't even really matter what the real story is, you know? Right. And I've seen on the same, the same issue, both sides of the issue, post things that are false just to sort of make the other one look dumb. So, for example, the climate change debate. Right. There are individuals that post articles about how, how dangerous climate change is. But if you chase the article backward, 20 years ago, they told us we'd already be underwater and we're not. So now they're telling us 20 years from now, we're going to be underwater. And that just totally deflates that argument. It just sounds ludicrous. But on the other side of it, you've got articles that are floating around. Climate change is a hoax. It's because the earth isn't spinning on its axis correctly. That's why we're warming and cooling the way we are. <laughs> that's out there folks both sides are stupid like they're not telling you the truth they're both trying to say you should listen to my view on this but if you do any little teensy amount of research you'll know it's stupid right yeah i mean a couple of clicks and you can find out oh this site is satirical they're trying to just make me laugh about something but now i posted it and so all my 20 friends on Facebook that are still using it are totally aware of what's going on. That's a problem. But how does that affect ministry? We, we need to have a lens from which we look all of that stuff through. So we need to basically know what we think and what we believe. That needs to be rooted in something, which, would, which we would say is the Bible. And then everything else needs to be filtered through that instead of willy-nilly grabbing and grabbing and grabbing. And I think, I think what would be helpful for people to realize is you are doing this. There is a lens that you're seeing all this through. We're just asking you to be mindful of that and, and be careful with it. So for example, one of the things that I, I talk with people a lot about is you are a theologian. You don't think you're a theologian because you don't want a fancy title and you don't have a degree. But all theology is, is the study of God. You have a view of God. Even an atheist has a view of God. So they are a theologian who's made a decision about that. So if you see God as this big, angry, old white dude with a huge beard who's thrown lightning bolts at people when they step out of line, when you read the Bible, you can't see him as anything other than that. So the lens that you're coming to the text with already sees him as a vengeful, mean, judgmental God. So as we dive into Judges, you're just going to see that. The other side of the equation is if all you see is Jesus is my friend, right, which is 
that's yeah, a great thing to say. If you just see Jesus as your best buddy and you guys are like, you know, riding down the street and he's sitting on your handlebars of your bike. <laughs> Quite the imagery. Yeah, Swiss cake rolls in your backpack and you're just loving each other and just rolling along. If that's your view of God, you're going to you're gonna have trouble reading the parts of the Bible that make you feel a little icky. And you're going to either go, well, those aren't legit, or you're going to try to make some random thing, as opposed to taking the text as it is and maybe trying to say, maybe the text should inform me about who God is and what that's all about. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, as you said, we all do come to the text with our own preconceived ideas, but we should do it more so as the text needs to be changing those preconceived ideas rather than us just being like, well, I don't like it because X, Y, and Z. So we had a conversation on Sunday about the idea of perspective, and we thought we would share that here and just kind of talk it through. And that's basically what we're doing here is the lens with which you view the Bible is important. The lens with which you try to view God is incredibly important. Uh, we both have individuals in our lives that have feelings about dads that have affected their view of God. We both have individuals in our life that have had just trauma done to them that's just brutal. And they are so clouded by the idea of trauma and how evil it was that they can't perceive that there'd be any benevolent being out there that would do anything to fix it. We've also had individuals that prayed for something to happen and it didn't go the way they thought it was going to go. And so they blamed God because God didn't listen to their prayer and they're holding judges on, or, you know, judgment on that. And so on and so forth. We can go down the whole list of, you know, the whole gamut of possibilities here. And all of those things, what they do is they, they cloud our vision. They cloud our understanding of who God is. And so then what happens then is our friends say something that seems right. So we run with it. Yeah, so I think the big idea there is we, we are coming with preconceived notions, preconceived understandings, and that affects our view of everything. So the idea of worldview is that when you, you, you are viewing your world, that's where the word worldview comes from, based on a bunch of preconceived notions and a, uh, maybe a bunch of lenses would be the best way to put it. So, you know, we've maybe looked at a telescope or you've looked at binoculars or something. Those lenses are modified to allow you to see further than what you're currently able to see and see clearer. But we've also maybe put on sunglasses that tempered the sunlight that we're looking at. And so the rest of the world turns into a, you know, a gray or a blue or whatever based on the, the color of sunglasses that we're wearing. That same concept is in your life. So for example, if you're holding the, the view that God is an angry God who hates you and there's no way he'd ever love you, then when your, wait, you know, your waiter drops a bowl of soup in your lap, you're like, there we go again, God's judging me, right? Or you get a bonus at work and you're like, well, God obviously blesses me. He loves me more today than he loves anybody else. Both of those statements aren't necessarily at all what the Bible's describing. Yeah, where you're focusing is what you're going to see, right? So yeah, if you see God as judgmental, you're going to see a judgmental God everywhere. Or if you see, like, I mean, that's what people say about being positive or negative. You can change your day around just by changing your attitude and being positive because then you'll see actual positive things. Whereas if you're always focusing on the negative, you're always going to find it. 
we're not describing something like a couple of years ago, The Secret came out and it sort of said, if you just think positive things, positive energy will float around you and you'll be able to help yeah. people do all these things. We're not even talking a new agey thing. We're just saying your understanding of God, if it's not based on, on the God of the Bible, then you're not seeing God clearly. And if you're basing your understanding on God and what your friend Tina said at lunch one day, I just made that out. You're, you're not viewing God correctly. If your parents abused you and told you that's what God wants from you, then you're going to view God through a lens that's not right. If you went to a church that never once tried to show you what the Bible actually says about stuff, you have a bunch of views that you think are based on what the church believes, but you have no idea whether it's true or not. So you've never done any of the work yourself. You've never spent any time actually studying God's word, digging into it, seeing what it says. All of those things are dangerous. You wouldn't do that in any other area of your life. Mm -hmm. Like if I brought that perspective to my job, and I understand I'm a pastor, yeah, so I'm not allowed to, I get it. But if I worked at McDonald's and my perspective was, I know exactly how to do a burger, I don't need to listen to them how to do it, you're gonna get fired pretty quickly. Right? Or produce some very disgusting food. Well, some people might call McDonald's disgusting. I was going to say, in, in fairness, general, you're, at, you're working at McDonald's, <laughs> so it just is what it is. But the truth is, if you have your own perspective and you choose to listen to no one else, you don't deserve a job mm -hmm. with that place. Or if you have a perspective that you're convinced is absolutely right, you deserve to be in a fight with your spouse all the time because you're never going to listen to the other person's point of view. But the difference is when we're dealing with people, it's all subjective. So if, if somebody feels in my life that I have let them down, I have to talk it through with them and we have to come to a compromise because I'm probably not nearly as bad as, I thought, as they think I am and I'm definitely not as great as I think I am. Both of those statements can't be true. So there's, there's parts of me that never think I'm wrong. That's not true. But I'm never as bad as people make me out to be. So I'm somewhere in the middle of those two things. So when I'm talking about perspective with other human beings, that's kind of all we have to go on, is what they're saying is either true or it's not, and we have to figure out how to sort of come to, the, to grips with the reality there. And in order to do that, we have to have a lens that says, I understand that the statement that's being made probably isn't as harsh or isn't as nice as the person's making it out to be. There's probably something there in the middle that I need to kind of process. The difference with the God's word is he gave us everything that we need to know him well. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to come to your life with a perspective of, man, God's this or that, if you've never filtered that through your understanding of God's word, you're never going to figure out who he is. You're never going to really love him. And what's crazy is this Bible is meant to be read for your entire life and, and meditated on and processed. That's what Psalm 1 is talking about. So if you're not going to actually spend time just reading the Bible over and over and over and over and over again and letting it filter in our hearts and change our minds and change who we are from the inside out, then we're going to be completely based... We're going to base everything in our life on perspective uh, that's flawed or preference, uh, whatever we want, as opposed to maybe God has something better for us than we're supposed to just process and think through. So, you know, if I read any passage of scripture, if I go back to it a few years later, I probably see it slightly differently than I did before. And there's something new for me to learn from it there that I didn't notice before. And I've read through the Bible, I think I'm at, I don't know. 12 or 13 times all the way through cover to cover at this point. It's more amazing than it was the first time I did it. So this isn't a normal book. Agreed. But I also, yeah, I think when we want to know if something's true, well, we should go to the source. But for some reason, we don't do that with God. We just do what culture says. And so 
instead of knowing that God is good and he is loving and all of those things, and then seeing everything that's happening around you through that lens, we usually assume God is whatever we think he is based on what we see happening around us. So all this stuff is happening that's evil, so we must think that God is left and he doesn't care and he doesn't love, which is not the truth. I mean, I'm just noticing that with a lot of people in my life that are either choosing to not follow God outright or um, don't really know. And a lot of it is like they just, they don't actually pick anything up to read. They don't actually want to dive in. Because um, I'm like, all the answers are right there. All you have to do is just like open it up and start reading to figure out for yourself. But a lot of times we we just want to hear what the what society says, and that must be the truth. So we're going to take it as truth. Which is crazy on two levels. Because one, the Bible is incredibly interesting and wonderful, which is why we're making the podcast here. Because we want, we want to work through it with you. We're going to start in Judges this year. But then, you know, if this goes anywhere, we've got tons of options moving forward as to how we want to attack the scriptures. But second, it's crazy because... None of us would agree that the that the world is not at war with God. Like I think every single one of us looks at this place and we go, "This is nothing like what I would imagine God to be." Right? Mm-hmm. So we think about him, we look at him and we go, "If he's real, he's got to be amazing." And then we look around this place and we're like, "This place is terrible." And our next move is, "Man, God's a jerk." <laughs> or he must not be here right. anymore. Right. As opposed yeah. to Maybe this world's at war with him, and we're taking the culture's word for it as to who God is and what he's all about. Maybe we should just stop and go, maybe that's the wrong source for information because it's clearly against him in some way. Yeah, and it it shifts. Like, if we're going to take, if we're going to try and find truth, we should go to something that has actually withstanded the test of time instead of, yeah, culture and society. It ebbs and flows it goes with whatever i think our big takeaway is we're not saying your perspective is wrong because we don't want you to feel that we're judging you well we also don't know what your perspective is but we so. also know that your perspective is wrong <laughs> there's the fact that i have studied god's word as much as i have and i've gotten to know god better over the last 20 years than i ever could have dreamed and he's been amazing and he's changed me from the inside out my perspective on God is still developing and is still wrong. Very true. So if, if I've put the energy in and the time in and thought this through and I'm still feeling like I'm way, way far away from really understanding this God who is beyond compare, I guarantee you your perspective is wrong. Yeah, when I think back to my early 20s, my perspective was very wrong. I was off on a lot of things. So early in ministry, there was a pastor that was mentoring me that pulled me aside after one of my sermons and said, that was okay. But when I turned 30 and I looked back at all the sermons I preached when I was in my 20s, I was kind of ashamed with where I was Mm -hmm. in my my journey. And now that he was in his 40s, he said, now I look back at my 30s and I think, I could have done so much more if I would have just known now or known then what I know now, I, I could have done so much more. And I remember hearing him say that and thinking, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard because I'm I'm good. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like in my yeah. head, I thought I got this all figured out. And now as an almost 40-year-old, I'm looking back at the beginning of my ministry career saying, 
What an absolute idiot. There was so much you, first of all, didn't know and couldn't have known because there's no way I could have learned it all yet. I didn't have the time or the energy or the, the life experiences to, to put all the pieces together. Uh, but second, how in the world could you possibly have mastered something that's going to take a lifetime to master within 18 years or 20 years? You know, it's, well, it's and just, also the beautiful thing of God is he doesn't ask you to wait until you've got it all figured out. He's totally. like, do what you have now. And I'll fill in mm-hmm. everything that's missing. Jump in, let's go. Let's go for a wild ride. And that's basically what he's doing. And so all we're encouraging you to do is to step back and realize your perspective is wrong, but let's look in the right places to fix it. Don't, don't just kind of wander through life hoping that you're going to get it right someday. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Yamcast. Yes, thank you. We'd like to give a special shout out to our friend Brian who made the music. And we also are looking forward to meeting you, whether that's through the website, like we said, parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app. You can find it on all the app stores. And then also we will have an Instagram called the Yamcast Instagram. So if you have any questions or anything, yeah, just don't hesitate to, uh, to reach out. If you have any things that you would like us to to talk more about, let us know.